Hi, and welcome to the Bookish Besties podcast. We're excited you're here with us to talk all things books and reading. We are two friends brought together by our love of reading. I'm Diane and adore my beach life in Charleston, South Carolina with my family and dogs. Reading has been a pleasure my whole life. I read to travel when I cannot leave home, to escape when life gets to be too much, to learn even when I'm not in school anymore, and to make new friends on the pages of stories and by talking to those who share my passion. And I'm Mary, a northerner living in the frozen tundra of Madison, Wisconsin. I've been an avid reader for as long as I can remember and make a point to read every day while still balancing the challenges of work and life. My ideal is to be curled up by the fire with the dog on my lap, a glass of wine on the end table, and a good book in my hands. We would be most grateful if you would rate and review our podcast. It really does help others to find us. Thank you so much and happy reading. Hi, everyone. It is Sunday, the 29th of March, and we are here recording our fourth episode of the Bookish Besties podcast. Welcome. We're so glad that you're here with us as we all entered week 8,000 of quarantine. Uh, we're hanging in there. Yeah, this is, we're going into our third week of isolation and, um, it's been, you know, I think as everybody has been experiencing, there are good moments and there are bad moments, um, challenges and, uh, some benefits, but you know, we're, we're, we're doing okay. We're doing, how about, how about on your end of the world? You know, it has made a huge difference. We um, opened the pool the other day. So kids have been outside swimming. I've been outside swimming. Um, a lot of sunshine and a little bit of exercise goes a long way to kind of mm-hmm. reset the moods. Uh, yeah, it's it's tough. I mean, I love the people that I live with and I love my family very much. And we've all had enough of each other. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, so we're, we're fine. Good, good. And it's like, what? 80 degrees in South Carolina it, right now. It, it is. It was 85 yesterday. I think it's about 82. Oh. Kiki's nodding. It's 82 right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think but it's we've... like 45 in Wisconsin right now. There are no pools open. <laughs> there are. There is nobody outside right now. I mean, there yeah, are, the but everyone's still hard. bundled up. Yeah, it's raining. We had some uh, We had some thunderstorms last night, which was fun. You know, it was, you know, rain's That is good, a sign but... of spring, though. It is. It is. There are uh, little plants starting to sprout up. So spring is coming. If there's anything that's something to look forward to, some warmer weather. Yeah. And, you know, we're just always trying to keep perspective. But mm-hmm. we have had lots of great books. I think um, Lily has read, she just shared with me last night, she's read five books since Sunday. So, and today we're recording on Sunday. So she's read five books in a week. So she, she read is, five books. Yeah. And the final, she read this trilogy. The final book was 900 pages. She's like, yeah. The other night at 2 a.m. I heard the ice maker coming. I'm like, who is getting ice at two o'clock in the morning? She's like, oh, I just finished my book. Like the book that you started the, yesterday, this morning, like, and it's 900 pages. She's like, oh yeah, I really got into it. I'm like, okay. <laughs> what book is this? I know. And she's and she tells me she's keeping up with her schoolwork. <laughs> so well, I'll find out if she's but, not keeping up with her schoolwork properly. What what book did she read that was 900 pages? I'm really curious. Okay. 
I would love for her to tell you because she will not tell me. So we have this fight oh. about Goodreads. Like I want her to keep track of her books on Goodreads and she keeps it all on her phone. Um, it was some trilogy, author unknown, trilogy unknown. And I don't even, she's 16 and a half, almost 17 years old. I don't censor her books. I'm like, Lily, you can tell me. I'm not taking anything away. Like you can read what you want to read at this point in your life. She's like, no, I'll just keep that to myself. I said, okay. <laughs> oh, Okay. Well, that is kind of the opposite of my philosophy. I want to share what I read with everyone. So I know. Um, if I read a 900, if I read a 900 page book, I'm telling everybody about it. But I read a 900 page book in a day. Well, and that's what I said. I said, you loved it so much. Don't you want your friends and people to know like that that's a great book? She's like, mm -hmm. she really like half of the fun for her is the thrill of the hunt, like finding the books. She doesn't uh, like other people to tell her what to read. She's not. She doesn't look at influencers. She just goes about it and picks out her own books where I like part of my problem with my T, you know, to be red pile is that I have all these shiny things that I see on Instagram or on Facebook or from authors. I'm like, I want to read it all. She's much more discerning. Diane, that sounds like a mystery to me. Like you can kind of find out what your daughter is reading. The mystery book. I am I'm gonna ask you about this every week when you find out what the mystery book is. <laughs> a lot of uh, a lot of you at home, you know, we're all in isolation, most of us anyway, in the United States and and everywhere in the world really. Um and you know, there's not a lot going on in the book world, but I did find this really interesting article that was in Town and Country. And let me just make something very clear: I am not a Town and Country reader. That's not my. That's not a book or a magazine that I usually would pick up to to read. But the article was about Ernest Hemingway during the Spanish flu. Now, do you remember the book? It came out a number of years ago. It was called. The Paris Wife, I think. Yes, Did you yes. ever read that book? Yeah. And yeah. it was it was mostly about Hadley Hemingway. Right. And, okay, so the article actually talked about how Hemingway quarantined with his wife and his son. Now, I thought it was the Spanish flu originally. It was actually, once I read it, it was more like it was actually the whooping cough that the baby had, mm. uh, Bumby. So they are somewhere in the Riviera or the Mediterranean, this beautiful island. Uh, they are staying in the Fitzgerald's home under quarantine. Like so Scott and Zelda Fitzgerald had this house and they stayed there while this baby is getting over whooping cough. And suddenly Hemingway's mistress shows up. And wow. Yeah. So think about this. You're quarantined with your sick child, can't go anywhere, and your husband sends his mistress to go and hang out with you. No, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, that doesn't sound fun at all. No, I think I'll just stick with my books by myself. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need anybody I'll, else. I'll do a puzzle instead. Hard pass on that. Yes. Oh, Ernest. <laughs> he was a brilliant author. Maybe not the most savvy human being, though. Right? No, no. Did you ever read any Ernest Hemingway? I've read them all. Yes. Did you? Yes. 
Mm-hmm. Did you? I've been a frequent um, visitor to his home in Key West. And yeah, I, ah. I, I really do think that his, as an artist, he's brilliant. As a man, um, you know, I, I wouldn't necessarily say he was a man of character. I think he was a human and conflicted and, and mm-hmm. you know, a damaged human. But um, as a writer, I think he was brilliant. So another article that I saw um, in The Guardian, uh, it was about book sales. You know, uh, a lot of people at home are buying books, uh, either from bookstores, indie bookstores, Amazon, or, you know, just getting like the ebook. But one of the mm-hmm. things that is really surging, which I thought was really interesting, is a lot of people are buying those classics that they may have never read. Some of them are huge books. Um, so like Gabriel Garcia Marquez, 100 Years of Solitude is in there. The Great Gatsby, which isn't a big book. Like it's actually maybe like, what, like 200 pages, not even. Um, that was in there. Toni Morrison, Beloved was another mm, one. Beautiful book. Oh, yeah. Absolutely great book. Uh, Sylvia Plath's The Bell Jar. Wow, that's a heavy, dark book. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, 1984 was on okay, there, too. getting darker. <laughs> that, yeah, I know. I'm sitting there like, ooh, you know, people are really filling filling this uh, this time with uh, books that I don't know if those are really uplifting books to read. Right. I but, wonder um, it'll be interesting. Like, In three months, mm-hmm. are, are these aspirational purchases or are people going to read these books? I wonder. I It'll be interesting to see, like, if, you know, because they're, they're heavy books. I am, I'm a huge reader, and I am having a hard time focusing. I don't think I could muster up the bandwidth, the brain power, mm-hmm. to read um, The Bell Jar right now. I I know. It, it's, you know, there's, a lot of people are struggling, I think, you know, with the isolation, especially an extrovert like myself, you know, and I don't know if reading the bell jar is really going to help me out in that, in that respect, you know, now there are probably some books out there that will, uh, that are, oh, what's the word I'm looking for, that are a lot more uplifting, a lot more positive, more escapist, you know, maybe right. that's, what you need. And, you know, everybody needs a different book. But it just sounds like that these are bucket list books to me. Like people are, I've always wanted yeah, to read this I'm, book. Now's the time. Exactly. We have time that people, you know, working adults, we don't get vacation mm-hmm. anymore. And even if you're working from home, like you're not commuting, you're not, you know, y- your time is still different even if you're still working 40 plus hours right. a week. It's different. Right. So I'm all for people buying any kind of books they want. And reading is always yeah. good. I just wonder how much of it will be will be consumed. It'll, it'll be interesting. Yeah. Well, this um, I should just like preface this that the Guardian is a UK publication, so it this might be just people from Britain. These are the books that they're reading because actually the big book, the the top seller is a newer book. It's Hillary Mantle's mm-hmm. The Mirror and the Light, or it's The Mirror and Light, and that's a nine hundred page book. Yeah. It's the trilogy of the Wolf Hall series. It's the third installment. And <gasps> could that have, have, could you have just solved our mystery? Maybe that's it what might really be. Read. You know, we'll I was curious to, we'll when she said further. 900 pages. I, I wonder that might be the book that Lily just finished. I'll find out. We'll work on it. We'll, we'll let you okay. know, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> the big mystery book may have been solved mystery. very quickly. Yes. 
<laughs> well, those are all amazing books. The April new mm-hmm. releases of books coming out, um, there's a lot of... So in, if the world were regular, it would be spring break time. It would be getting ready for summertime. So a lot of the books that are releasing are lovely stories that do not require a dictionary or a thesaurus to understand. Um, they will, you know, transport you and allow you to forget that you're in isolation, not probably sitting in the Mediterranean like Hemingway was. So do you, <laughs> do you want to touch? We are going to um, kind of, as the structure for our podcast, this is week four of our podcast. So week four of the month, we're going to try to spend week four always looking ahead at what books are coming out. So you all can, um, you know, fill your library carts or fill your indie bookstores um, shelves and let them know what you're going to be wanting to buy. Pre-orders really help authors. So even before their books come out, it helps the Mm -hmm. publishers decide how many to print. So it really does matter to authors, especially um, newer authors, you know, who don't have the name recognition. So I, I went a little crazy. Mary and I both made a list of upcoming books. Mine I've weeded down from 17. <laughs> so yeah. How many, how many books do you, are you looking forward to in April, Diane? The, I'm looking forward to all 17 of these. I've read, <laughs> I've already read seven of them. <laughs> so Diane has... What, you said 13, 13 books to recommend for you guys today? And that's great. I have two, <laughs> which is fine. Which is great. I, I, it's great. Diane reads we, a lot more than I do. Uh, I, we still have the same level of love of books. And that's kind of one of the themes. It doesn't matter how many books you read. Absolutely not. It, yeah. Um, and it doesn't have to be the latest and greatest or it could be you've read the same book for the past year and a half. There are people out there that are reading Infinite Jest for the past several years. So yeah. doesn't matter. And yay to them. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So since so, I uh, have so many, it. and this podcast isn't <laughs> three and a half hours long, we are going to, we picked, we picked five. So Mary has two. I have we three that five. we're going to go into a little bit more in depth. And then I'm just going to do some rapid fire. And we will put the titles, little cover art um, of all the books that we mentioned on our Instagram account. So yes, that we will. Um, you don't have to rapidly write down all these titles. <laughs> Mary, would you would you like to begin with your upcoming April sure. release? Sure. So the first book that I uh, I'm looking forward to reading is called God Shot. Uh, and it's by a woman named Chelsea Beaker. Uh, it's her debut novel, and it takes place in California. And it's about a woman who goes to live with her grandmother. It's it's about complicated families. There's a drought going on in this town called Peaches, California. Um, so I, I like books that have complicated families. So this one really kind of spoke to me. I thought it was a good, good option uh, for me. So that's uh, God Shot by Chelsea Beaker. Great. And my first one is um, by Jasmine Ward. She is the author of um, 
Salvage the Bones, Men We Reaped, and Sing Unburied Sing most recently. And this is a nonfiction book by her called Navigate Your Stars. And what it was, it was Mm. actually her commencement speech from 2018 at Tulane University in New Orleans. So even though probably seniors for the most part are not going to have commencements, we still should recognize their graduations. And this would be a great, great, great graduation gift book. It's going to be a smaller size and it has a beautiful cover. So navigate your stars, Jasmine Ward, Jasmine Ward, sorry, nonfiction. And it's coming out on the 1st of April. All right. And my second book that's coming out in April, excuse me, it's called Conditional Citizens on Belonging in America. And it's by a woman named Layla Lalami. Layla Lalami. Um, it is also nonfiction. It's a, it's a shorter book. It's about 200 pages. Um, this author is Moroccan. And it's 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 more of a autobiographical experience of her journey from being a Moroccan immigrant to becoming an American citizen and what that all entails. And it dives into, you know, the politics, you know, the white supremacy, um, other things. And it's, you know, there's a lot of talk, uh, you know, before COVID became the big discussion, a lot of talk in the book world was about American dirt. Um, and for those of you that are aware of that book, uh, there's been a lot of criticism in the book world about how it portrayed Mexican immigrants. And so I always try and find a book that has, it's an own voices book, and then also um, is not necessarily something that I would I would normally pick up. So I, I, I thought this was uh, this one looked really interesting, uh, something that I would like to read. Now, this author, uh, she wrote a previous book. Uh, she used to write, I, I think, well, she still probably writes fiction, but this book was The Other Americans, and uh, it was a National Book Award finalist. Oh, good chops. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that's that one. That does and, sound and interesting. Called, yeah, and that's called Conditional Citizens on Belonging in America by Layla Lalami. I'm adding that one to my list. Yeah. Okay. So my, my next one is by Gil Hornby, um, out April 7th and it's Miss Austin. So I'm a big Jane Austen fan and this takes a different take at it. Um, the, the publisher's blurb says whoever looked at an elderly lady and saw the young heroine she once was England, 1840, For two decades following the death of her beloved sister, Jane, Cassandra Austin has lived alone, spending her days visiting friends and relations, quietly, purposefully working to preserve her sister's reputation. Now in her 60s, Cassandra goes to stay with friends and finds a whole stack of letters from Jane. So this book is looking at what does Cassandra decide to do with this stack of letters? Will she share some of Jane's most private things? Or will she set them aflame and and let that die with her sister? Um, It kind of moves back and forth between Cassandra now and what she's doing with the letters and looking at her life with her sister. Um, It just, it, it, 
I think for any Jane Austen fan, it would be a not miss book. Historical fiction fans mm-hmm. would love it too. Um, yeah, it just spoke to me. Miss Austen by Gail Hornby, April 7th. Huh. Okay. Yeah, yeah I, that sounds really good. I know, right? I, I, read, I, I, I read almost anything Austen. I think there's a lot of like Jane Austen offshoots that's like, that are not something that I want to read, but they're, the, yeah, that sounds good. Right. And I have not read that one. I've just, but, okay. but the publisher's blurb sounds, it got me. So I, I'm going to definitely mm-hmm. give it a try. Okay. Now, my third one that I'm going to go into a little bit more in depth about, I have read and loved. It is by Christy Woodson Harvey, and it's coming out on the 28th of April. And the title of this is called Feels Like Falling. Now, Christy is going to be one of our author guests. We are recording mm-hmm. with her next week, and she is just a delight. She's written the um, a series of books, and now this is a freestanding one. It's about summertime on the North Carolina coast. Um, I, d- I don't want to give a lot away, but it is the, ba- the um, book to put in your beach bag. You will immediately get into the story. Uh, there's a couple of women and one loses her job. Summer's not off to a great start. She's trying to figure things out. You will care about the characters. You will want to know what happens. Um, it's a great read. Feels Like Falling, April 28th, by Christy Woodson Harvey. Definitely. That sounds good. I'm excited for that. I'm excited for that interview. Yeah, and she's super fun. So it'll be a great interview. Mm-hmm. We'll get that out soon. We're prob- that will probably air the end, towards the um, end of April, towards her publication date. Okay. All right. Okay. And you also had a bunch of other books that are coming out that we're just going to rapid fire them. We're just going to fly through them. The, the first two that I want to talk about are, are kind of together. So if anybody, um, you know, how you pick books is sometimes you have favorite authors. So two of my favorite authors have new releases. Ann Tyler called Redhead by the Side of the Road about second chances and human connection. That comes out on the 7th of April. And then also by a great famous favorite author is Sue Monk Kidd, April 21st, called The Book of Longings. Now, this one is very different. It's going to be really interesting. But Sue Monk Kidd and Ann Tyler both have new books. Okay. Um, April 7th, Lisa Wingate has a new book called The Book of Lost Friends. I interviewed Mary Kay Andrews last week. That will release a week probably, and she highly recommended this one, Dual Timeline, great story. Um, Lisa Wingate wrote Before We Were Yours last year. That was a really popular book too. Um, Let's see here. Oh, also The Fallout by Rebecca Thornton. That's coming out April 2nd, which is usually books release on Tuesday. That one is not, but um, The Other Family by Loretta Nyhan coming out on April 1st. This one uh, looks a little bit more suspenseful, a little bit of psychological drama there. The Silent Treatment, Abby Greaves, April 7th. Um, Her husband decides to stop speaking to her for six months. Not a word. They live in the same house. They eat meals together. They go to bed together. He has stopped speaking. Why is the question. And the mystery unfolds from there. Um, 
Weird. I know, right? That would be uncomfortable. That would be one to read. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Emily Gould has a new book out, Perfect Tunes, coming out April 14th. I have read it. I just finished this one. Um, it's about a young woman trying to break into the music world. And that's the first half, kind of, about her music life. And then um, things change. And the second half of the book kind of takes a different turn. I don't want to give anything away since it hasn't even released yet. But it's, it was a good read. Perfect Tunes, Emily Gould. And, oh, Mary, I'm going fast. Oh, this one I really love. Heirloom Garden, coming out the 28th of April by Viola Shipman. If anybody is looking for kind of older books to read, Viola Shipman has a big library. So she's written The Recipe Box, The Hope Chest, The Summer Cottage, all wonderful escapist books that you will be engrossed in the story right away and the story will just carry you, you know, 250, 300 pages, perfect length. They're probably all in paperback now. Um, But I would definitely recommend her newest, Heirloom Garden, they're a little bit more of a slow burn, uh, but they're beautifully written. Woo! That's it. I went fast. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. <laughs> so, <laughs> Diane. <laughs> that was a lot of words. <laughs> yeah, that's, you know, you're going to get some laughter on our podcast. <laughs> no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> so what uh, what are you reading right now? I know you're not reading 13 books right now. No. So I just <laughs> finished, literally before we started podcasting, Weather by Jenny Ophel. It's O-F-F-I-L-L. So this one had a funky structure. It is all really? like um, seven or eight sentence paragraphs and then a double space and then another paragraph not necessarily tied together, kind of random thoughts. But then you finish it and you're like, oh, well, it really did actually all tie together. And they weren't all that random. It was, I had to commit myself to sticking with it, but it it was very different, but I liked it. Is it a, is it a fiction book or is it like a memoir or? No, it's fiction. It's for sure fiction. Um, I'm trying to think of they des- how it, they describe it. Weather is an extraordinary return to Ginny Ophel's adventurous prose, showcase- showcasing her ferocious intelligence and stunning lyricism across a range of disciplines, from deep ecology to mystic theology to the politics of collective action. Like, w- we talk about all those things. And it, hmm. it, it jumps all over, but when you finish it, you're like, that was an amazingly cohesive story. And in the middle of it, mm-hmm. I did not know how she was going to pull that off. But she did. I would I would recommend it if you're in the mood for it, whether a novel. Okay. Yeah. I always, yeah, I don't know what it is, but the science around weather um, and weather patterns has always fascinated me. Um, but it doesn't really sound like that's what this is about. It sounds more... It- a little bit no, different. Yeah, it's not about weather. It's not about the weather okay. at all. I, huh. I Usually you get to that point in a book, you know, where you're like, whether e- either you see the title in writing or or you come to the place where you're like, oh, that's where the title came from. Uh, okay. Not sure. Not sure on this one where the title came from. I, I could have just missed it. It's a very, I would say it's a uh, pretty erudite book. It, it's, it's not a beach read. Okay. 
Okay. But but it was good. How about you? What are you reading, Mary? Uh, well, I just finished a beach read. I finished on Ocean Boulevard by Mary Alice Monroe. This has not come out yet. I read the the advanced reader copy. Um, and I've read some of her books in the past, too. And it's just, it's like coming home. You know, those mm-hmm. characters you know, the their passions you know, um, if you've read her books. I mean, it's... It they're 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 beachy reads. They take place in South Carolina on Isle of Palms, where you used to live. Yeah, and yeah, and it's it's just you know it's a really it's just a very lovely book, and I really I'm excited to talk with her because um, she will be coming onto our podcast as well. Um, but yeah, it was it was very good. So now I'm reading uh, Becoming Mrs. Lewis by Patty Callahan Henry. Oh, that's another and, great book. Mm-hmm. Much, much different than on Ocean Boulevard, and it—it's about uh, Joy, C.S. Lewis's wife, and the letters between them, and the story behind her. And it's, you know, I, I, I just started it, but oh, it's just so lovely. I really in, am enjoying it. Yeah, I remember talking to Patty's going to be on the show as well. But I uh, remember mm-hmm. speaking to her about this when the bar, when the hardback first came out. The paperback just released, I believe, last week. Um, and I've been a huge C.S. Lewis fan. Read everything, mm-hmm. his whole canon, my and loved them. Read them multiple times, and I never knew about his wife. And she is, she was brilliant and a poet and so. Uh, lovely in her own right and um patty did a great job of showing that showing the dynamic of their relationship but also showing joy as a as a strong person in her in her own right can i tell you a little bit of a secret about c.s lewis of course so it was a c.s lewis book that was the first book that i have ever and only book that i have ever stolen (laughs) oh man i was a kid story for another time oh it was it was called the great divorce okay so it wasn't necessarily a steal it was and it was a banded book and i just reclaimed it, it let's put it that way <laughs> because books should not be abandoned out in the world maybe someone just left it for you to find yeah that's right you know that there are little uh little things in the world that fate puts books into your hands and this one was for me that's there you go why. <laughs> Some people may call it stealing. I call it reclaiming or finding. Um, no, I didn't really steal the book. But I will tell that story sometime, maybe in a later podcast. Yeah, um, that, that's a good it was, one, I'm sure. Yeah, it was called The Divorce or The Great Divorce. The Great Divorce. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So anyway. Do you have anything right. to talk well, about? We, I, think, I think that is a good wrap for now. We... Um, are so grateful our our listenership is increasing exponentially every week and we are so grateful mm-hmm. and excited for that um we have lots of good things in store for the future and we are appreciative of everyone who listens and yes stay thank safe, you everyone stay home read good books stay healthy read, read any books this has been another episode of the bookish besties podcast Bookish Besties is a production of Tidal Wave Books, LLC, and is hosted by Diane Barnett and Mary Meist. 
produced by Lily Barnett. Find us on Instagram at Bookish Besties Podcast. Thank you for joining us in talking about all things bookish. We will see you next time. Thank you.